Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. We're back this week with some more pearls from our morning report. Just as a reminder, Morning Report is a long-standing Bellevue tradition where a senior resident leads a discussion based on a case they've seen. The feature that makes this conference a bit different, perhaps even unique, is that it's routinely attended by a handful of senior faculty members, many of whom are full professors in emergency medicine. They show up, they give their opinions on the case and the management, and they help to drive the learning forward. It's a fantastic opportunity to hear how some of the giants in EM would take care of cases and to see the differing opinions and thoughts. Each of these cases has multiple learning points, but often there are a couple of truly critical ones, pearls that can become easily lost since only a small number of learners are present to hear them. The goal of this podcast series is to keep track of some of these pearls and disperse them throughout the EM community so that we can all learn from these amazing clinicians. This week, we've got a couple of pearls to share, and if you like this format, let us know, and we'll keep it coming on a monthly basis. A number of the pearls this week focused on patients presenting with nonspecific viral syndromes who end up having something a bit more complicated. First up was a case of babesiosis. The big tips coming out of this conference were number one, to use DEET when you're doing anything outdoors like hiking or camping or whatever you're into. Apply DEET because the toxicity of this drug is virtually non-existent and it's effective in keeping ticks off of you. Number two, doxycycline is safe in kids. Don't avoid it when it's the best drug. The CDC has a nice review of the literature demonstrating this and advocates strongly for its use in appropriate situations. If you think the kid has Rocky Mountain spotted fever, give him doxy. And finally, in patients you suspect of having a tick-borne illness like Lyme disease, consider testing for the other tick-borne diseases as co-infection is common. This is particularly important in terms of babesiosis since doxycycline won't be the treatment option as it is for most of the other tick-borne diseases. Our next couple tips come from a patient presenting again with a viral syndrome of fever, malaise, and myalgias. Mike Shamoon, one of our PGY4s who ran the discussion, reminded us that we should, one, consider acute HIV infection in patients who present with an unexplained viral syndrome, and that testing may be indicated in patients who you think are at a significant risk. And number two, when considering the diagnosis of acute HIV, we have to remember that the test that we commonly use in the ED, which is an RNA-based test, may be negative on the first presentation, depending on how far out the patient is from the exposure. If the patient's risk is high, we should arrange follow-up and repeat testing. Following with the theme, our next set of pearls comes from, well, you guessed it, a patient with viral symptoms. In this case, we discussed how carbon monoxide poisoning can often present with a viral-like illness. Julia Paris, another one of our senior residents, reminded us to always suspect carbon monoxide in patients with a viral-like illness, particularly in the winter months or when whole families present together. Number two, that the carboxyhemoglobin level doesn't correlate with symptoms of severity or risk of long-term neurocognitive sequelae. And number three, when you have a case of carbon monoxide, always call your local poison control center because they can help guide your management, decide whether transfer to a hyperbaric oxygen treatment center is going to be necessary, and often that is going to be regardless of the carboxyhemoglobin level. You can always call 1-800-222-1222 to get your local poison control center. Now, we discussed carbon monoxide poisoning back on Podcast 96 in more depth, and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Finally, we strayed from this theme of viral syndrome presentations to do a little bit of a discussion of myasthenia gravis, and this was led by Zandra Ortega, one of our chief residents. 
Two big pearls in this one. If you're going to RSI a patient with myasthenia, consider using a half dose of rocuronium. Succinylcholine has long been thought to be contraindicated in these patients as it can theoretically lead to prolonged paralysis. Since ROC is a non-depolarizing neuromuscular blocker, it's thought to not have the same issues, but a half dose is going to be sufficient. And then number two, check the list of medications that could lead to myasthenia gravis exacerbations before you order an additional med for these patients. The Sinai EM group did a deep dive into the RSI medications and does a little bit of work dispelling this myth that succinylcholine can't be used. We'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Well, there it is, our second set of morning report pearls. Let's go over the critical ones one more time. Nonspecific viral syndromes are usually just that, a viral syndrome. But be cautious as a number of more serious ailments can present similarly. This includes tick-borne illnesses, acute HIV, and carbon monoxide. Doxycycline is safe in kids. The dental staining seen with tetracycline is specific to that drug, not to the class. So don't avoid doxycycline when it is the best drug to treat that kid in front of you. And finally, lots of medications can lead to a myasthenia gravis exacerbation. Carefully review meds before prescribing for interactions. Well, that's all for the Corium podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreyem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks, and see you all next week.